Hello, beautifuls. My name is Coavier. I'm the creator of Juju Time. I'm an Afro-mystic, a hoodoo, and I channel messages from the Divine Dark Mother and their messengers for our highest and best good towards our long-term goals and healing. Welcome to the Sacred Serpent. Within the Sacred Serpent lies a space to share what I've discovered and learned and what I'm still discovering and learning. In the Sacred Serpent, we explore the principles and concepts of Afro-mystic understanding so we can practically apply them to our lives, our magic, and most importantly, our character. Today, we are exploring the concept of water, more specifically, water being a transformative portal. So, let's get started with the second episode within the Sacred Serpent. There are many places where I could start the conversation of water being a transformative portal. I had always heard how water was a portal, but I didn't quite understand until I began to work with and read and study everything I could find about water. So I know this will be the first of many episodes, I am sure, where we will be taking a deeper look into water in general. So I want to start it where I first realized long ago that water was so much more. It started when I was studying the Bantu Congo Cosmogram. Also, (laughs) forgive my tongue for any mispronunciations. I'll be sure to add the words to the video so you know what I'm talking about and just in case you know how to pronounce them better than me. In many beginnings or some genesis, water is essential and important. And within the Bantu Congo cosmology, it is no different. More or less, the cosmology tells us that a fire force called Kalunga emerged within the emptiness or nothingness called Umbunji. And long story short, this gave birth to the source of life on earth. In the Bantu Congo cosmology, there's an understanding that when forming the earth, just like all other planets, it went through many processes and phases where it was fusing and mass was being created and form was taking place. Once form has taken place, this fusion begins to cool down. And in the process of cooling down, it solidifies itself and water is produced. This alone brought up three things for me. One, for me, it connected how even now scientists look for water in the discovery of habitable planets because water is the sign for life. I've seen within my studies how this basic understanding is reflected across the continent. And two, for me, it gave me an expanded understanding of the concept of water being our first ancestor. And three, it reminds me how if you were to break down our practices, how scientific it is. And it just reminds me how spirit and science um, all throughout the continent, they can go together. They go hand in hand very, very often, especially when we're looking back into some of these earlier um, 
principles and concepts. But anyway, after all of this has happened, the earth, our world became a physical reality. A physical reality where we see the water recede, half emerging for terrestrial life, and the rest of the half, a very large portion of the half, submerging for submarine life and the spiritual world. Now, Kalunga, the fire force I mentioned earlier, it also means ocean, and it's a door and a wall between these two worlds. Because of my personal connection to the Caribbean islands and the U.S. South, I immediately thought of Mami Wata and the tale of the Mami Watas emerging from the water. And because of my studies and reading tales of the Orisha, it reminded me of this one tale where the Orisha came to Earth to begin organizing the world as we know it. And from my mind's eye, I saw them... Uh, coming out from the Kalunga, this ocean, this door, to begin their organizing work. Actually, here is the Bantu Congo cosmogram that I drew in one of my journals. I won't get too deep into the meaning of everything in this episode because right now we are just focusing on water as a transformative portal. So we're just focusing on the Kalunga. But starting from Kala, we emerge from the Kalunga, from the spirit world into the physical world. From Kala is where you grow, where you begin to um, make your own history, where you develop and mature. Uh, We continue until we reach the point of leadership and we begin to exercise and practice that leadership. This happens at Tukula. This is the first example of how we cross the Kalunga and use it as a door to exit the spiritual and unconscious and enter into the physical and conscious. After Tukula, as you can see, we ascend into the deep realm or the spiritual realm as we pass the Kalunga once again from the physical world into the spiritual realm. When entering into Luvemba, you can enter this process of change and transformation either positively or negatively. And this concept is definitely something I, wanna, I want to expand upon one day. Now, in general, we can view this um, Bantu Congo cosmogram through the lens of human life, right? Birth, life, death, ancestors, and birth again. But I feel we can also apply this concept to communities, societies, um, nations, generational cycles, and even astrological ages. Or we can also apply this um, to a more personal level, because of the constant transformations and cycles we see in our lives every single year. Initiation also appears in the Luvemba stage in a person's life, Um, whether this is a spiritual initiation or the initiation of important life milestones, such as um, a girl's first period, or coming-of-age ceremonies, or even a graduation event, I would even say 
that when you enter the dream realm or when you astral project, you are crossing the Kalunga. Overall, this is the second example where once again, we see the Kalunga and its use as a door, but this time as a way to exit the physical and conscious and enter into the spiritual and unconscious. For now, don't worry about the vertical line in the Bantu Congo Cosmogram, but if you happen to know what it's called and anything about it or would like to take a guess as to what it could be, what it could be about, then definitely comment down below. Um, but this horizontal line is fundamental because it's the key to opening and closing um, doors in, or to enter or exit the realm of day and the realm of night, the realm of conscious and the realm of unconscious, uh, the realm of physical and the spiritual. The Kalunga is an immeasurable concept, but it's represented as an ocean, a door, a wall, and life. We all know that water covers about three quarters of the earth and roughly that same proportion is within our bodies. In Africa, as early as ancient Kemet to the present, you can see water as the ultimate cleansing agent, both internally and externally. Um, and it is also highly utilized because it's a symbol of spiritual purification and it is one of the most important offerings to the creator, to um, some divinities, to the ancestors, and to cosmic forces where libation and other rituals are used. Even in the creation stories of ancient Kemet, the primordial water is the oldest and the most fundamental substance in the cosmos because it contains all the possibilities of existence. The first life forms um, if you were to think about it, resided in water. And all life forms for the first stages of their life, or for all of their lives, resides in water where it develops. Um, eventually, right, that life is born out of water. And depending, um, that life can also even sometimes be born inside of water. Basically, without water, no life form is possible. And water is so often connected to the feminine spectrum. When I made this connection, it brought to mind the, um, a Congo proverb I heard. And it read, um, as long as there is a woman within the community, it cannot be annihilated. The presence of a woman in the community is a symbol of the continuation of life in that community. And on the contrary, her absence is the symbol of the end. The feminine is life, God, in and around us. This connection I found in the basic understanding that without water, you will die just as without women in a community is a symbol of its end. This connection holds beauty to me for the feminine aspects within us holds a close connection to water. 
Going back to ancient Kemet, though, we know that the spiritual world heavily influenced their physical world. The manifestation of water in the underworld to the people of ancient Kemet was seen as an aspect of Nu. Um, Nu is the great primeval water that was before creation and who also surrounds the world. Uh, actually, in the papyrus of Nessi Emsu, it is said that it depicts the primeval god or divine um, laying an egg in its primeval chaotic waters, and from that, God themselves emerged. And the primordial God that emerges out of the water uh, created or or emanated. Um, three forms, Ra, the sun or life force, Dehuti, the word or the creative force, and Ma'at, the principle of cosmic order force. Uh, there is also another, um, there's another tale on the sarcophagus of Seti I, where scholars have said that it depicts the primeval water of creator Nu, pushing the boat, which emerges out of the waves with certain divinities on this boat. Um, I don't quite remember the divinities, but I definitely know, I, I do remember Geb, Heka, and I think Sa'a. There's definitely others, but um, we see Nu, the, the um, primeval water, pushing this boat and allowing it to emerge out of the waves. These two tales that I read were completely new for me in the preparation of this episode. So you can imagine me geeking out on how both of these tales heavily reminded me of the Bantu Congo cosmological understanding that we just discussed. And it reminded me of the Mamiwata beginnings and the Orisha tale on the organization of the earth that I just mentioned earlier. But anyway, as you can see, the foundational and spiritual impact of water on the people of ancient Kemet was profound. And the settling around the water was, um, was also life-changing for them. In Kemet, the Nile River separated the living from the departed. Most, if not all, of its people dominated the east bank of the river um, where the sun rises. And the west bank, where the sun sets, was for the cemeteries, the temples, and other things associated with the departed and the spiritual realm. Crossing the river then would have been like a symbol of making a transition or entering into the underworld or into the physical world which is very similar to the Kalunga we spoke about and its meaning as a, as a transitional uh, space. Even the flooding of the Nile was seen as um, a season of rejuvenation, uh, fertility, and power, uh, with water, of course, becoming closely associated with that. And rituals 
um, surrounding this flooding season were then used to bless the society. Now, I know this is a lot, but a deep dive of the spiritual elements of water as a portal is necessary to expand understanding when you are, we are listening to, learning from, and cooperating with water in our life, magic, and character, because it is all connected. Now for some practical, physical ways that we can use water as a portal and what we have seen water being used for, right? So across the continent, it is known that objects can be purified with water and water that is poured over a statue or some sacred object is considered um, more powerful because it's basically infused with the magical and healing powers of water. Uh, this idea of sanctification through running water is a fundamental idea. And even when I'm just saying this, I'm reminded that the Christian Bible Jesus had his feet washed by, um, he had his feet washed with water, I believe, by the Christian Bible Mary. Mary Magdalene, I think. Um, but that is definitely, that's another episode for another day for sure. Um, but overall, we see these themes constantly play out as water being an agent for spiritual purification. But we also see uh, that water being used as a physical purification as well, and actually it being very important all throughout the African continent and her people because water is seen as a way of getting rid of a person's physical and their spiritual impurities. Um, impurities that may have been contacted through breaking taboos, uh, committing a crime, or even being... Um, you know, touched by some evil or something. Um, but lastly, we see the ritual use of water being used for libation, um, offerings, naming ceremonies. You see water being used in a ritual when individuals are dedicating um, a building um, ritual baths have become super popular and, and very essential, um, for our, for the purification of not only our bodies, but our spirits. But of course, you know, you can't forget baptisms and when individuals lay out water or they sprinkle water on their altar or their shrine. Um, but Lastly, we also see water being used in rituals associated with, with initiations and all because of water's fundamental understanding of it being a portal. 
for now, for this episode, we only had time to talk about the Nile, but other rivers, for example, the Niger, the Senegal, the Congo Umbanji River, and the Zimbezi River. Um, oh, also the Oshun River. <laughs> These are um, just a few um, of many, many rivers. Uh, systems that also serve as a cosmic, social, economic, and spiritual function. And we only, once again, talked about the creation stories of the Bantu Congo people and the ancient Kemetic people, but water is also prominent in creation stories of most African people. For example, the Yoruba, the Dogon, the Bambara, the Akan, um, the Edo in West Africa, and the Bantu also in Central, Eastern, and Southern Africa. Um, But this is just to name a few that emphasizes how water played a very important role in the creation, tales, and myths. And also in this episode, I did mention a few divinities, um, but here is a list right now um, on the screen. Um, As you can see, water divinities populate the spiritual systems all over Africa and her people. And these, I'm sure, are not even the tip of the iceberg. Water is essential. Water is a portal. And as you can see, there is still so much to discover and learn. We didn't even get a chance to explore some principles associated with water. But my arms are open in what I will be allowed to understand when it comes to this concept or any other concept I explore in my own life and the concepts or principles I share with you. For just like you, I am but standing in front of the ocean and the cosmos in complete admiration of how much I don't know. So I'm excited that I get to be a student of myself and the world so I can continue to explore what else unfolds. There is so much more concepts and principles to explore with water that I am so ready for those doors to open so I can continue to sink my teeth into it. But until then, thank you beautifuls for being here with me. Be sure to honor water and drink water. Till the next one, truth and love.